This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody. This is your AEW Dynamite review for June 30th, 2021. And this was the last Dynamite in Jacksonville, Florida for a while. Because AEW is hitting the road and heading to Miami next week. If you're new to the show, uh, just to let you know, we are all elite all the time. That's all we talk about. We do several shows a week. We do Dynamite reviews like you're listening to now. Q&As topic discussions and pretty soon we're going to be reviewing rampage which is going to be debuting august 13th we also preview and review pay-per-views when they happen you can follow the channel at beauty x the beard you can follow me at let the beer play and you can follow sarah at strange underscore pixie that's right but wow dynamite's not it was it was amazing it was it had moments that were uh, a little bit of a letdown, not going to lie. Uh, so many amazing things that that singular possible letdown that I know we both agree on, I'm sure a lot of people do, uh, even that couldn't bring the show down because I thought it was great. Uh, it was also very emotional. There were some moments, especially there at the end, that uh, I'm not too proud to say brought a tear to my eye. Um, Real men cry. Yep, yep, they do, and this this one did. Um <laughs> Just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, so, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? I am. Let's go. All right. First of all, we had Jericho on commentary tonight. He came out to the chorus of Judas from the crowd, which is always fun to hear, especially when there is an actual live crowd instead of just uh, wrestlers <laughs> around the ring. Uh, but yeah, it's always always fun to hear that. So it, it's it, to me, it's good to have Jericho on commentary. I, I really I really I enjoy him. him on commentary. Yeah, I yeah, know not everybody same. does. I think he's great on there. Yeah, I think he his entire like persona suits commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has yeah. to be good at. He's been in the business for how long? So he must have like yeah. you know picked up a few tips and tricks. Tons of knowledge, and I know as as a, a person who's still a performer, still a wrestler now. A lot of times his character comes through mm-hmm. in that where he's almost, you know, he's almost a little too much in character on commentary. Yeah. But, you know, later on down the road when he retires and, and if he decides to go into commentary, which I hope he does, it's going to subside a little when he can just fully settle yeah. into that commentary role. It's yeah. going to be amazing. But I, we're not ready for him to retire yet. No, Still got some you. gas in the tank, man. Yes. Let's keep it going. Match of the night was Penta and Eddie Kingston versus the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks. And if Eddie and Penta win this match, or if they won this match, they would get a future title shot against the Young Bucks. And before we really get into the match, Something I just want to take a moment. Yes. <laughs> we have to take a moment. I had moment. to jump in. I'm sorry. I had to jump in because <laughs> yes. something grew on their face. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Their facial hair tonight was... I don't. Even, I don't have words for it. 
I really don't. I almost choked oh. on my morning coffee for this, <laughs> by the way. I, the Unbox almost killed me inadvertently. So let's just, you know, put that <laughs> the out The moment they walked out, I was like, oh, my jaw dropped. What have they done? They're taking this thing, like, to, you think it can't, I'm not going to say get any worse. You think it can't get any more uh, outlandish each time you see them. They go for, you know, with the 80s style look, to the, the clothes, to the earring going from the hat to the ear, and one thing, and then all of a sudden, every time they come out, they something else, and this right here, just it's another level, you know. I it's, just, oh my goodness, I don't know. Like they've got to walk down the street looking like this. <laughs> like, no offense to anybody who sports this type of facial hair, but I mean, it's sort of like been and gone like a few decades ago. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 almost like i mean you got matt it looks like he's and i was gonna say it looked like a porn stash i mean that's <laughs> that's that's what it looked like i don't know i'm not sure if that's what he's going for but that's that's the vibe i got i don't want um, to think about him like that <laughs> <laughs> and nick nick Some rocking really the awful music you. behind him <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> <laughs> okay so look it, and on, like I, I tweeted out about it last night and lanny helmsley what's going on dude um hey dude he's awesome <laughs> yeah he commented on my tweet nick jackson looks like the long lost son of kevin nash that's, <laughs> that's pretty a very long lost uh, son <laughs> pretty accurate Oh, wow. I mean, so. I'm expecting them now to go like to um, Brian Pillman Jr. and get some tips on getting a mullet because I don't know how oh. far they're willing to take this. Oh, man. You know what? Don't don't give don't them any ideas because <laughs> we, we, we might have the mullet brothers, Nick. Oh, man. Wow. Like Joe Dirt. It is, it is a choice. They have made a choice. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, like I know you'd mentioned before, uh, before we started recording, uh, what would what are their wives thinking? Yeah, like and their their kids. I mean, they have to still live. You know, they have to still I'm exist assume. in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't just disappear when dynamite's over with. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming they go shopping, or they. You know, I know they're on the road, but they're going to go into an actual place of business or restaurant. Like, I imagine to eat. like going to like one of their kids' like sporting events or something, and there's just like all these mothers shielding the children away. They're like, the hell. <laughs> Like they, they like not everybody knows who Matt and Nick Jackson are. Like not everybody no. watches. I know it's shocking to believe, but you know everybody, everybody doesn't know. Watch, everybody doesn't know, and they have to like walk around the street and just like exist in public. Uh, man, you know, I feel like we're going to talk more about their facial hair than we are about this match. I know, I know, we really should move on <laughs> to the match, but I literally could spend an hour talking about this. I mean, but it's so hard to move on from something like that. How do you, you know? So, I know. but we're going to try to because the match, the match was great. Not as it great was, as that yeah. facial hair, but it's great. Um, I, look, there's a lot of stuff going on in this match. It was Eddie looked tough as nails. Penta looked amazing. Uh, but, you know, the Young Bucks always put on great matches. Uh, there's I'll one point out. here. They do. <laughs> they do. There's one point in here where it looked like Eddie, did he legitimately hurt his ribs? 
he was struggling through like half the match holding his side. I'm not sure if he was selling. If he was, he was doing a really good job of, of selling there because I was, I just I was want worried him, about I just want him to stay safe because when Mox arrives back, yeah, yeah, you know, you, they've got to be friends and they can't like have one injured because we've just one's been away and we need them back together. You want to keep the wild things going, huh? He's, he's literally, I am, <clears throat> I'm really not missing Mox that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Penta at one point hit a corkscrew code red on Matt and he got a th- what looked like a possible three count. The crowd thought it was a three count. Oh my God. It, that was, was, it was close. It was close. It was close. I'm, I'm going to say it was two and three quarters, but of course I'm 2. a punk guy. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but at that point, the good brothers kind of made their way out and uh, they it distracted the ref and, Cutler got himself involved. He was going to spray some uh, cooling spray and pent his eyes. And this is where the plan just fell apart because uh, he didn't get Penta. He got Matt and he just kept spraying. Like, <laughs> I think he had a panic his, attack. <laughs> his fingers got stuck. Like, it just kept spraying. And Matt didn't go anywhere, just kept taking it. Uh, and, then, and then Cash showed up and took out Cutler. Like, you know, again, the elite hunter coming out of nowhere, uh, Frankie Gazarian, he just, he cream cutler on the outside. Eventually, this led a package pile driver on Matt, and Matt popped up right into the backhand from Eddie, Eddie Kingston. And that led to Eddie and Penta winning this match. Matt was pinned, and the uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, Penta will now get a shot at tag titles. This is crazy. Thank, thank, thank you, Brandon Cutler, for screwing everything up. Thank you, Brandon Cutler, for screwing it up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can say the same sentence with a different affliction. And it means something completely different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank, uh, you. thank you. Thank you. I got you. Can I just, can I just say, thank you, because I, mean, I would like that hoodie. I went on to shop AEW, oh. and that hoodie does not exist. It exists as a T-shirt. But not as a hoodie, and I want it as a hoodie because I would like great. to join you. I would like to join you as an elite hunter because, yeah, they do my nutting too. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. this right, this is what I love about AW. Right, every single opening match seems to just hit you in the face, and mm. you just, you just like, where did that like opening go? Because it's just like you blink and it just. It's so fast-paced and it's so explosive that it just yeah. happens. And, like, I've had to go back and watch it a few times to take different bits in because I literally was like, I couldn't take bits of this in at stages because it's just so much was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I I loved it. And, boy, Eddie did good. Yeah. Should have been Moxley, but I'll take it either way. He did. And I was still, I, I was, seriously, I, did, I didn't get on Twitter to look or to check to see if his injury was legit or not, but it just seemed out of nowhere the way he was holding his ribs or, or his side. And he, I, I, think, I couldn't, I think take, if it was, I couldn't legit, take my eyes off of about it. it. Yeah. I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. And when I saw it, the rest mm-hmm. of the match, because he just, it looked like he was struggling through a lot of those moves. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it may have been just a, him selling. And if so, hats off to you because I bought it. Every bit of it. I was worried about it. Why was I worried about Eddie Kingston, man? What? what? Because what? you like he's him, supposed really? to, He's supposed to be the enemy. <laughs> but I'll tell you, what I was what, a, 
a cool look to this. The way it was different, they had the little ramp set up behind yeah. the uh, where you there was like a little walkway in front of the fans. Yeah. It, it was a great shot with yeah. after the match because you had Eddie. Uh, I'm sorry, Frankie Kazarian back there. Yeah, with Penta and Eddie in the ring. It, it was just all that was just a nice. It just uh, looked like like an acknowledgement of yeah, got yeah, yeah, got, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just in the background. All the feels. Very good. Speaking of getting in the feels, uh, in the next segment, Christian was giving uh, Jungle Boy some encouragement after his loss to uh, Kenny Omega last week. Christian said he's he's proud of Jungle Boy, that he believes he will be a champion one day. So he's kind of giving him a pat on the back, you know, let him know that the future is bright for him, even though he lost that match. And then Luchasaurus thanked Christian for having Jungle Boy's back and says that he will now have Christian's back with his issues with the Hardy family office. And and then apparently Christian revealed that he's also part dinosaur, which is uh, interesting. I literally could have took that so many ways. Thanks, Christian. I was like, well, maybe. Okay, you're you're still good. You're still good. Um, Like, I do not trust Christian Cage right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, can I see don't that. trust him. Um, I feel like he's got an ulterior motive. I just the looks to the camera, the buddying up to Luchasaurus. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I just have a niggly bagged feeling that this may not end well eventually. So you're thinking this may be going the direction of a Christian jungle boy feud? I'm expecting this to just be like a massive heel turn at some point for Christian and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt will be at the brunt of it for some reason. Because that's a really good way to help build Jungle Boy up even more too. Because mm-hmm. if you have a, a, a long feud with somebody like Christian with his pedigree mm-hmm. uh, and have Jungle Boy go over in the end, then that's mm-hmm. a, an awesome way to use a legend. And, uh, it's not what they did with Jericho. Exactly. But it would be interesting, though, because they're talking about kind of aligning to, to take on the Hardy family office. Mm. So I would be curious if, I don't know, if Christian ends up working with Matt at some point. You know, I don't know. I would just, um, mm. I just, with Christian Cage, we'll I see. just look at every little detail that is involved in that because yeah. I don't trust him. Sarah is on record not trusting Christian. I've never trusted Christian, let's be honest, as a Hardy Boys fan. Like, <laughs> good, good point. Like, I've never trusted him. Um, she would, you would trust Big Money Matt before you would trust Christian. Hey. Oh, yeah. He's my original. Hey. He's the guy. Hey. All right. <laughs> uh, next, we got a, uh, a segment with uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with Tony Schiavone. Which, with all these Tony Schiavone interviews, Tony doesn't get to talk much. He just yeah, yeah just hands off has, the microphone. Yeah, and that's it. Walk away. So, the question here is why a coffin match? And Ethan kind of laid it out, saying that he wanted to exterminate Darby. It's not enough just to beat Darby, because no matter what he does, Darby just keeps coming back. So he wants to cripple him mentally. And, and we talked about this. You know, we talked about how. Darby could some of Darby's character, the layers we see, a lot of his maybe insecurities trying to prove yeah. things to people. So it's mm-hmm. interesting here that 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 
Ethan is diving into that, saying that he's really wanting yeah. to attack the mentality of, of Darby Allen. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, because he says after this match, he wants every time that, that Darby does the coffin drop, he wants Darby to think of Ethan. Uh, and that's when Sting's music hit. And Sting rolls out with something that looked like a coffin. And it absolutely was a coffin because Darby popped out if of it. Sting and Darby are involved. It may look like a coffin. It 100% is a coffin. It's a coffin, yeah. <laughs> is that a coffin? It's a coffin. It's a coffin. Uh, that's weird. So, yeah, so they they both hit the ring. Sting hit the Scorpion Death Drop on, on uh, Scorpio Sky. Darby ended up jumping on Ethan Page's back and gouging at his eyes. Uh, he had to be pulled off by um, security, I guess it was security. Uh, they had to, to pull Darby off of him. And after this, Ethan made an announcement, said that uh, that the match was off now. There's not going to be a coffin match. That the only way there's going to be one is if Darby agrees to leave him alone, stays yeah. off of him, that maybe we would get the coffin match uh, at Fighter Fest. I can't remember if he said not one or not two, but it's going to be at one of the Fighter Fest shows. I thought this was interesting because, man, I was I was looking forward to that coffin match next week. Mm. Um, it's an interesting twist to it. Uh, I mean, it works for the hillside for Ethan Page, but I'm, I'm wondering why it got moved. See, uh, I was um, listening to What Culture before, and I think their take on it is um, because they're going to Miami and what's just happened in Miami, maybe a coffin match isn't in good taste. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. That is yeah. Yeah. good call. Good call. Like, that's, that's the case. That, that's, the, that's their thinking. We don't know, yeah. but you would have thought AEW being quite, you know, sensitive to things that yeah. might play a part into it. Yeah. If you're not sure what we're talking about, they had the, the condo collapse there mm. in um, in Miami. So yeah, that would um yeah, that would that would be a good call not not doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't didn't think about that. So, no, I didn't until I heard it from what collection, then I put two and two together and was like, Yeah, actually that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm on board with that then. Let's, yeah, let's but with regards to this actual bit, though, like, don't you just love the crowd being back when a heel's talking? Oh, How much yeah. have you missed that noise of just, like, not letting them speak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just see from page getting more and more like, I really need to get this promo out, guys. I'm just going to talk to Shoney Shivani. <laughs> but really loud, buddy. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, it, it's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I, I, I think, it, it, I, you know, we talked about how Ethan Page is really working in with the, the mental side of things with Darby. Mm. I think that's a, I think that's the right story to tell, though. Um, yeah. And it, I, also I, love I, I think fact, that's where his weakness is. Yeah, 100%. I also love the fact that um, Hobby Allen, like, you know, that little, like, heel tendency again that we've seen where he just, like, yeah. goes a bit overboard and you just see sting just like all right i'm gonna let you go for this like he's just standing back after yeah. darby last time told him to just stay home so like sting's mm-hmm. just like eh. <laughs> giving him a space yeah he didn't even yeah. like help to get darby off Ethan. he didn't help the rest he just stood there no it's, it's almost like he's gonna let darby make his own mistakes now like yeah okay yeah we'll, we'll see if it works if it don't then you can mm. come Ask for advice if you want it, but I'm not going to. I'm just glad we didn't get the salad thing. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. I'm glad nobody got their salad toss tonight. Hey, people, uh, if you've never listened to this podcast before, I'm going, what? 
<laughs> but uh, you'd have to listen to the yeah, you'd just have to listen to the previous. Stuff. Yeah, there there was a scenario <laughs> that she had she had somehow concocted in her mind of where Darby was going to be eating a salad in the back. <laughs> Sting's going to come up and start talking to him about issues he has, and Darby's going to toss his own salad because he's angry. Just lettuce uh, and tomatoes and yeah. anger. Yep. Yeah, because then we anger. started talking about apples and oranges and, yeah. Fruit, yeah, as a whole. And yeah. being a pole, which is one of the weirdest yeah. poles that we will ever have <laughs> on this podcast. But, you know, it was a close call on that poll as well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, next we had uh, a match uh, between Jack Evans and Jungle Boy. And this was brought up because Matt wants Jack Evans to injure Jungle Boy. He's not even concerned that whether Jack Evans is going to win this match or not. He just wants Jungle Boy to be injured. He wants some uh, revenge. So, uh, and also Jungle Boy is looking for his, his 50th win in this. Uh, didn't realize that. So he he has he has more wins than anybody else in the company. Yeah. Check. Wow, that's yeah. that's a pretty cool accomplishment. And that's something you mm-hmm. don't often hear in wrestling companies. That, no. You know, I know it's big with AEW with the ranking system, but it's kind of mm-hmm. cool when you look. Man, Jungle Boy is the winningest wrestler in AEW history right now. So that's it's yeah. kind of cool to keep to keep up keep track of stuff like that. Yeah, love that. It, hold, it holds some weight with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, great match. I mean, with these two guys, it's you know it's going to be a fast paced match. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the end, uh, Jungle Boy locked on the snare trap to get the submission win. But in the post match, Hardy Family Office ran in, but were cut off by Jurassic Express and Christian. Christian ended up uh, hitting his finisher on Hardy and then choked him out with his with his with Hardy's own coat in the <laughs> ring. Uh, so what did you think of all this? This was a good little match. I mean, it's not really, you know, anything that significant in that sense as in yeah. like progression of anything, but it's tying in obviously the problems that are developing between obviously Hardy's side and now obviously Jungle Express and Christian. But I th- I still think Christian's the snake in the grass. I do not trust that guy. Ever since he's had them goggles, I've never trusted him. <laughs> Ever since he's had the goggles. Do you remember um, when he was like Edge Christian and like he had them stupid goggles on? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. I remember now. Yeah. So the go- the goggles are what did it for you. It, that I you don't trust your... the guy that wears goggles when he's not swimming. Note to self, never wear those goggles again. Okay. <laughs> Now, where were we? Uh, okay. MJ- <laughs> yeah, so we saw MJF in the back, and, you know, he's got a lot going on because he's, he's dealing with Sammy Guevara tonight, but he also has Jericho on his mind. So it's yeah. kind of a dual promo here. Yeah. So he wants to give Jericho one more match. Uh, he wants one more match to, to, to just put Jericho down, but he's going to make Jericho jump through some hoops to get this match. Not sure what those hoops are going to be yet, but I'm sure we'll find out possibly next week. Uh, but he also says that he will deal with Jericho's protege, Sammy Guevara, tonight. And that when he's done beating Sammy, he wants Sammy to tell everybody on his vlog that MJF is better than him. He knows it. How'd you like this promo from Maxwell? Every time he cuts a promo and his little evil face is there, I always go, they'll never be able to turn you face, dude. 
you, you just you just never will. This is no way. Like, yeah. there's some people in this company that you know they're probably nice people on the outside. Yeah. I just don't see how he is. Like, I I legitimately just I don't understand how he can like. Could you like imagine seeing like MJF helping little old lady across the road? He might no. literally kick her across the road. He's so good that I actually think he is that. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them, you can see a little sliver of goodness in some of the things like, okay, but you're right. You're right. Yes. Yes. Some humanity in somebody. That's a good, a good word. So, but you're right. When you look at MJF, try, give it a shot. You're not going to be able to find that. In, yeah. in anything he says, in the way he says it, and the way he carries himself, it, it it's virtually impossible to find a sliver of goodness, of humanity in him. And that is a great heel. He is yeah. so good at what he does. I'm just so, so glad. Good. I'm just so glad that he's not in WWE. Could you imagine him doing Make-A-Wish? <laughs> oh. Well, there's no way he would be able to play this character like he does. <laughs> no, I there. know. But no, could you no. just imagine him trying to do no. Make-A-Wish? It would be why one is, time they would never let him do it again. <laughs> yep. They would never let him do it again. One one try. <laughs> we would never see like, the footage. He'd be in court. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he's not already. I've seen some I, of the I stuff he's thought, done. I would have thought he'd been close to. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, there's a reason that uh, there are never, never quote tweets MJF. There is um, a very good reason. <laughs> and when she's scared, it should tell you something. Yeah. Uh, because I just don't want to no, go she... down that rabbit hole, if I'm honest. Yeah. I can't. Because, because I can't I'm, I'm good at stuff, but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be afraid. Uh, so I do not care. I literally hold my hands up and say, I will never do a meet and greet with any wrestler for one that I don't think I'd be able to cope with it. We know the reason I can't meet Marks because I'd, I'll just beat a puddle on yeah, the floor. Yeah, you'll melt. Absolutely. But I can never meet MGF because I think I would just cry. I just <laughs> generally think I would just cry. Don't make her cry. And when I cry, I ugly cry and it's not pretty. <laughs> And my eyeliner would run. Sarah's an ugly car. And it just—it would just look like a goth had been through a car wash. It wouldn't be good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sarah's an ugly car. It's not. She is. Yeah. Okay. Next we had. Have to say. (laughs) Next we had Andrade with Alex Abrahantes, and I'm just gonna say it's weird um, to me having Alex with Penta doing that thing and then having him do an interview in the back. I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, um, it is a but, bit bizarre, but I guess he is still kind yeah. of like... Yeah, oh <laughs> I yeah, I know. It, I think it's kind of but, like he's now just like the guy that speaks to like people that speak yeah. Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but like he's funny. out there with, all, with, with the gimmick jacket on and doing <laughs> the thing with, with Penta, like, yeah, yeah, you know. And then all of a sudden he's like, Yes, it's just all normal in the back. It just Sensible, to me, it, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, no, 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 no. But it's cool either way. But <clears throat> anyway, so 
Andrade said that he will make an example of the man who interrupted him last week. In Miami, next week, we will get Andrade versus Matt something. And just <laughs> love this. I was literally like laughing so hard. Matt something and Alex something. Like, side down. And he goes, yes, Matt something. something. And he's like, yes, this is what I do in my head when I talk, like, when I'm introduced to people, I just know instantly I don't like. I just go, yeah, something. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was that was great. I, I love just that little nugget from him was was a nice oh, touch. Poor Matt Seidel's not having a great run. In. He debuted and slipped. He's not. And then uh, he's getting called Matt something. Um, but yeah, okay. this, is, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Okay. Yes. Woody. Deep yes. breath for the next bit. Oh yeah, this was this is a big one. This is a big moment here. So this this next segment, we didn't realize we were gonna get this moment. It it surprised me, surprised you, surprised yes. everybody probably. But AEW made my World heart beat faster. <laughs> yes, yes, it made mine stop uh, a couple of times, but it started back obviously because I'm here talking. That's um, good. yeah, it is good. It's always good for your heart to beat. So. But AEW World Champion Kenny Omega came to the ring uh, to talk with Tony Schiavone. Again, Tony didn't do much. Uh, Kenny, first of all, can we respect Kenny's facial hair here, too? I literally think but, the elite have been gifted shavers. <laughs> they're, they're going wild with this if, stuff. If they, if they don't do that on BT <clears throat> as a, like, a bit, I will be disappointed. Like they, they've just they been must, gifted shavers. I think they've got a, a endorsement or something with Harry's shave club for men or something. I don't know. <clears throat> but anywho, that, that, that I know we've been talking about facial hair a lot. I don't want to focus on that too much here because there is something major that happens in this. The thing here is how does Kenny stay motivated? He says he feels like a king. He's defeated all comers. And now he's going to take some time off because no, there's no one else to face. No one can dethrone Kenny Omega. There's no one else in AEW, so he's going to go off and do something else. That's when the Dark Order came out. That's when my heart stopped, because we know who has been hanging out with the Dark Order. Indeed. That's that's Hangman Adam Page. But he wasn't with them. Dark Order came out. Uno did the talking here, and Uno said he thinks differently, that he knows someone who needs to face Kenny Omega. We know someone, too. We do. But Kenny said, he said he doesn't think if, if the person they're talking about is who he thinks they're talking about. He doesn't think that person has the guts. He doesn't think that person has the right to hold his belt. Goodbye. Good night. Bang. He left. I, w- I was waiting this whole time yeah. for Hangman's music to hit. Yeah. I think probably a lot of people were. It's like any minute mm-hmm. now as we're going to hear it. We didn't hear yeah. it. But, but what this does... And you know, you're as excited uh, as I am. This is the beginning this of the, the Hangman Kenny Omega story that we have all been waiting for. This is the start. To quote High School Musical, this is the start of something new. <sighs> so excited. I, I've never seen a High School Musical, but it makes well, sense. going to have to now. Oh my goodness, I was just like, to be honest with you, to begin with, I was like, here we go, Kenny Omega, blah, 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 you know, like what he does, oh, rambles on. 
Um, <laughs> stole the bell. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, and then I was like, yeah, I'm happy you're going away. Like, I don't want to see you every week. Oh. <laughs> and then, and then Eva, you know, just, I love how evil Uno works. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just <laughs> brilliant. It just makes me so giddy. And it's like all the Dark Order there, and like, oh, and I'm going, there's somebody missing. They've forgotten somebody. Mm. Um, and then obviously he was like, you know, we think you've forgotten something. Getting it's like, five? You want to think five could face me? And I was just like, five? Like, he constantly gets bullied, like, all the time. All um, the time. All the time. Um, and then they're like, no, 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 no. It's no, no. Oh, I just... When, it, when Kenny yep. was like, if it's somebody, if it's the person I think you're thinking of, I was like, is the first thing you're thinking of? Is it the first thing you're thinking of? I was just like, come on, come on, say it, say it. And then, like, the crowd's chanting it. And I was just going, come on, come on. He's not saying it. I don't know why I was desperate uh, from saying it, because I knew who it was. But I just yeah, thought, if he doesn't say just, it, it's not real. Just put it in words. You, you just but want to hear say him say words, Adam Kate. Page. Say Adam your Page. words. Use your oh. words. Um, because, like, how long have we waited Gosh. this? Like, and we, I'm, I'm not going to, like, say, oh, we've waited for so long, because obviously they can't do something like this with no crowd. And there has to be a submentalment no. to time um, mm -hmm. in between everything. I get that. But it literally feels like we've watched Hangman fall apart, be put back mm -hmm. together. But now he's just comfy where he is. He doesn't want to progress. He's just stagnant. And it's like he needs that push. But I yep. was just like, please just say his name. But no, he didn't say his name. So I just assumed it was Hangman. Yeah, I, yeah I, assume, I assume it was. And uh, <laughs> I, it, it's safe to assume that because we, we'll hear from Hangman a little later um, in the Dark Order again. If I could I watch love... any bit over and over again. From this show, it that just on repeat is going. Oh my god, oh my god! Because <laughs> I just get more excited just, each time. Just, man, as soon as that dark order music hit, like I just <laughs> because dude, you know as really well, like now, now you, know well, you know as well that you were saying it's all out. It's going to happen all out. It's like now nah, it's going to be full kids. I think it's all out. Yes, yep. we could Gotta be, be previewing. All that were Kenny Omega versus Hangman. Oh my god! Finally, uh, we will be united on a prediction show. <laughs> yes, we will be. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm so I didn't realize it was going to get kicked off on this show, and I'm just really, really excited because now every time Kenny Omega is in the ring, we are going to be anticipating yeah. Page's music hitting, and it's. Oh, it's I know it's not going to hooks for months now. Yeah. I know it's not going to happen the next time. I know no. it's not going to happen the time after that. But once you get past that third appearance, mm. it starts like, okay, well, is this, this could be it. Like, you I, know, it's just that. I know. Uh, I also can't wait for the BT bit because, like, this is, this, if this filters in, absolutely gorgeous. Mm. So excited. Here we go. So folks. excited. Here we go. Um, so next we had Brian Pillman cutting a promo 
cutting a promo on Miro. Why would you want to cut a promo on Miro? Oh, um, it's dude. just no. I know, but but Pillman's good. His his, his oh, promos are really good. So yeah, he said he does not have the same faith as Miro, but he's always had friends like Griff behind him. And he's going to show everyone tonight that Miro is just a big Bulgarian bully. <laughs> Using another word other than. And then this rolled right into the uh, Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr. match. Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr. for the TNT title. And Miro is now officially being called God's favorite champion, the Redeemer, with, with so new music and everything. Moved away. Yes. From that yeah. Other thing. He's got new music. Like it's 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 epic sounding it's music epic too. Music. It does. It's it's. I mean, it's 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 it fits fits what he's doing now mm. so but yeah he he pounded pillman earlier it was all miro from the beginning uh, just just pounding him uh pillman fought back fought back into it and he was really feeding off the crowd that was the big thing yeah. pillman. the crowd was crowd was loving pillman and that was that was good to see yeah. but one one kick from miro changed every bit of that it turned the ties back around the miro Mira locked in the game over, and he rolled back with this on Pillman, and that looked brutal with him. It this, looks this, really painful, that, as it well. Does. Like, it does. painful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Pillman passed out. And I thought it was cool they didn't have him tap. You know, that no. says a lot for what they think of Pillman, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't tap. He just literally passed out from it. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 did, it did look like Pillman was in trouble. Like, it, he, it, the way he sold it, like he sold it like a million bucks. The ref had to stop it. Game over for Pillman. Uh, Miro retained. No surprise in him retaining, but I did enjoy this match. Though. I thought it was good. 100%. How about you? It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, Miro is now officially a beast beast. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I we said this every time like someone's had the TNT title, but I can't see him ever losing it right now. Like, no. oh my goodness. And like his entire like overhaul of everything, like, it seems crazy that it's happened so soon after his debut, like that he's already had an overhaul of character, but it was needed, 100% needed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll never know why it really yeah. happened the other way around, um, but we can now safely know that that's in the past. Um, yeah. I did expect like Penelope Ford to be with him or something, but like it wasn't like a necessary thing. I just expected it, but and also the way he squ- squared up to Aubrey was like, well, yeah. like, like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Aubrey just held her hands up like, hey, dude. Yeah. Just it just makes uh, him like, yeah. He's just such a, a beast now. I'm yeah, hundred. He is huge, dude. Like huge. He's a he's a tank. He um, is. And what this can do to his how how he his character is and how dominant he is, this is the perfect way to build to really get a baby face over because the mm. the person who beats him for that title can get over in this. How because of oh, how great Miro is. So you keep building this up, building this up, and the person who takes it can get over because of how and they're the one to finally, you know, take down Miro mm. because he honestly looks unbeatable. I mean, it makes you question why is he not the world champion? Because yeah, and but it, uh, but in the sense, it also makes 
gives the TNT title prestige. Which mm. the, the quote unquote secondary title. I know, you know, don't it really want to call it like secondary title. It doesn't. I know. That's and, and that's thing. what's so great. It feels as important as the world title. And it's also not been around as long as world title, but it feels like just as important, like anybody in that company, Kenny Omega, anybody can have that title and mm-hmm. it wouldn't feel small. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I generally am happy that I can't even think of anybody that would take it off him. I'm happy for that. Yeah. We're normally mm-hmm. like constantly like thinking, oh, who's it going to be? But for, with Miro, I just generally don't want to know. I'm quite no. happy how everything is right now. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody beat. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're going to hear from uh, from Hangman. Well. <laughs> yeah. Hangman was not happy. Not with happy. The Dark Order. No, he was not happy that the Dark Order is out there speaking on his behalf. But then the Dark Order, one by one, began giving him words of encouragement. And Alex Reynolds stopped as he was leaving and looked at Hangman and said, you've waited long enough. This is your time. Like, like this entire Hangman story, I think everyone has had it in the feels for it. But as Mm -hmm. someone personally that suffers with, like, mental health problems and, like, self-esteem issues, I know you won't believe it, but I do. This, like, really, like, hit home for me Mm -hmm. because... I constantly don't believe in myself that I can do X, Y, and Z. And I'm constantly told by everybody else around me, you can, you this, you that. And what the problem is with this type of thing is, it doesn't matter how many times someone tells you, you know, you're good enough, this is, like, you know, you're really good at this or whatever. If you've not got that self-belief, it's really hard to, like, agree with somebody and you kind of take offence to think, like, that's what they think. Like, how can they think that when you feel like you're such, you know, not worth anything? So I really feel, I know, I know it's wrestling, but I feel bad for Hangman Adam Page so much because he's literally caught between like what is essentially pulling him forward and he's resisting it. And it's just like, he, he just wants to settle. He just wants like mm-hmm. zero pressure and the pressure that comes with facing Omega comes with having like the world title. It's like being like the big boss of a company. The pressure that is going yeah. to be there is, is ridiculous. And when he's had that pressure before with like when he had the t- tag titles, he ended up, you yeah. know, starting drinking because of the pressure. Things got afraid with his friends. Then he had no support. Then um, Omega literally let him drop in the middle of a ring at the end mm. and he must yeah. be thinking like I've had it good before why we're having it good this time be any different like he, he has no reason to believe win or lose the Dark Order will be there for him because he's not experienced that it's like it's like trying yeah. to convince like a dog from a shelter that not all humans are bad like it, it's, it's so tough I think, you know, how you talked about how you can really relate to this. Mm. And I think this is why so many people are behind this story because I think yeah. a lot of people can. There's a lot of mm-hmm. people that relate to it more, more than we realize, mm. whether it's in smaller ways or bigger ways. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that almost finding comfort in, 
and your sadness, I guess, mm-hmm. not, but you're what and what you're used to. It's like if if you find happiness or you find uh, success, then mm-hmm. you have to step out of that comfort zone, even if yeah. you were sad in that comfort zone. You were comfortable in your sadness. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's kind of so. It's it's almost like you're, he's going to be uncomfortable if he finds success, yeah. so he doesn't want to be successful. Where mm-hmm. where all of us are are wanting him to be successful. Yeah. But, it's, it's just like you said, if somebody's trying to tell you, and mm. I can tell you a thousand times, you are yeah. successful, you're amazing. And then you're, it, those words don't matter because mm. you only feel how you feel. It doesn't yeah. matter what I'm saying or what anybody else yeah. says. And that's, and that's where he is. Like you mm-hmm. said, he's, even though the dark order is encouraging him this whole time, he took a drink at the end of that because, you know, I hear your words, yeah. but I'm fine where I am. Yeah, it's sort of like um, it's sort of like he's got like like an anxiety thing around it. It's just like you can't like the saying is you can't see the wood for the trees. It's like there's nothing like there's so much block in his mind that he can't foresee. It's like I always say this is like the saying that I use so much. Like everybody always says, um, like you know, hope for the best, and I always go, no, I expect the worst because. Anything that's better than the worst is a game. So, True. like, he literally, he is literally a pessimist right now. He can't yeah. foresee how anything good can come out of this. Yet everybody else around him knows he can do it. So like you, you, you set your expectations low and you won't be disappointed. Yeah, exactly, 100%. And that's sadly why I live my life. But well, <laughs> it's just, but, <laughs> but it's true, though. If you if you're like if you're in that type of situation and you've you know you've you've tried to succeed before and you didn't really like you know succeed in the way you wanted to because obviously he didn't expect his friend to abandon him when they lost the tag titles that wasn't part of the you know no and he yeah. he had guilt with that so if you if you that's the last thing that you remember of like having some success then you're going to avoid it. Yeah. It's scar it's scarring this this is why this is the has been in, in my opinion uh, mm. the best story that i've i've seen in wrestling in a long time uh, i've said it so many times long time. this could literally be a movie yeah it's it, it's the it's, perfect movie so, of like the rise the fall and the rise again and it, there's so many layers to it and it, it, we talked about the details of how he looked after he won his match last week yeah. you know he looked downtrodden just for a second yeah it's one of those where it's such a cool story even from a distance watching it but mm-hmm. the closer you look the more more attention you pay to this mm-hmm. the better it is it's so it's has so many flavors to it um, and also it, and, even when even if and when he wins it the title it gonna, doesn't necessarily mean well we know that but um <laughs> Even after that, it doesn't necessarily mean this storyline's done because no. there's literally so much. They c- this could literally entire storyline could run for years and years and years, and just different aspects of it come in and out. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, how does how does he handle the victory? How does he exactly. handle being at the top of the company? How does Kenny handle losing everything he had? I mean, like, so many. Oh yeah, the so best good. the best story in, the best story in wrestling. Period. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch every other company, so I, I really can't. I, can't. I guess I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, honestly, make that judgment having 
zero knowledge of other, but in my world, this I can just say this is the best story I've seen in any wrestling I've watched. Yeah, that's the same. In same years. Same. Of course, I, there was a dark period where I didn't watch any wrestling, so <laughs> who knows? Something amazing might have happened then, and I just missed it. But anyways, the DeLorean's broken, so I can't go back. No. Um, next, we had uh, Team Taz. Well, we had Taz, Hook, and Hobbs. <laughs> and we, we had this announcement that Taz had said we were going to get this major announcement. And it is the announcement is that on July 14th, Cage and Starks are going to wrestle for the FTW championship. Because in, oh Taz says that sometimes family has to fight in order to clean things up. So are we going to settle things July 14th? Are they going to have a match? Uh, you know, one's going to win, one's going to lose, and everything's going to be fine. And Team Taz is all happy again. Is that how it's going to go? As if. <laughs> <laughs> this is Team Taz. It's like, it's like the most dysfunctional family I've ever seen. It's just I love ridiculous. This. Um, I love this Team Taz. I though. also love the fact that Hook said some words again. <laughs> Bless him. It was just like, yeah, I'm, sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of it, man. I was like, that's your dad. Like, what you don't. It's just, it's just like, yeah, I'm sick of it, man. Daddy. Um, <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. I just, I love how also Taz, like, specifically made sure we knew that um, Ricky Starks would be medically cleared. He, like, yes. really emphasized medically cleared. Ricky Starks is going to go flying. I'm ready to see him back in the ring. I'm, I'm I was so excited. I just want the I'm entrance for that alone. Answer. Mm-hmm. I love I love his oh, interest in music. It's great. So good. I just uh I everything about that guy just makes me just like genuinely like I'm so happy that he exists in AEW because it just makes me happy. I know he's meant to he's be still... a healer of him, but he just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's just like Britt Baker. They're heels, but we love them, man. It's just love. the sassiness, man. I just can't get so over sassy. like how sassy he is. <laughs> So we went from such an awesome uh, segment to. Uh, um, hey, Woody, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think of um, the debut that happened in this match? <laughs> Vicky's in ring debut? I thought it was getting another one. Dang it. Dang it. We were wrong. Like so 90% wrong. of the wrestling world was wrong. Man. So, so wrong. <sighs> Like, you know, I, I was so sure of this. Uh, oh, my God. Um, you know, and I think, I don't, oh no, I don't know. I, I, I say, I think, that I would have received this match better had I not had my hopes up for a debut. Uh, I really don't think I would have because no. I'm not, I was <laughs> no. But I think that it just the letdown of not having a debut just made this even worse to me. Yeah, uh, it's probably like one of the first like mm. matches that I've generally just gone, I can't find any enjoyment in this. Which not, not that, like not that anybody did like perform badly necessarily. No. It's just it's just uh I don't know. From, from um, everything else on the show, this literally just yeah. fell flat so bad. Uh, I I just and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, and the match we're talking about, by the way, I hadn't even announced the match. It's Vicky Guerrero and Nala Rose versus Britt Baker and Reba Rebel. 
I, I think I just we I, I could speak for both of us here. I think mm. that we had such high expectations for uh, Britt Baker's title run, and mm. to this point, to this point, and I'm sure it's going to get better. But to this point, I have not enjoyed it. No, um, I've enjoyed very little of what I've seen so far from her title run. I'm not sure if the blames would be put on her or, you know, whoever's officially booking these segments, but I just have not, not enjoyed it at all. No. Um, judging by how things happened at the end of this, it got very physical. Uh, uh, things could get ramped up. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But so in the end, um, was Britt Baker putting the lockjaw on Vicky Guerrero to end it? Uh, and Vicky screaming once it got locked on and tapping out. I think she kept tapping out even after Baker let go. She just kept hitting the mat. But in the post-match, Nile Rose attacked Britt Baker from behind. And there was a table set up on the outside. And Nyla powerbombed Baker from the ring through the table on the floor. Smashed her through that table. And at the same time, it looked like Rebel may have been injured during the match. She did something to her knee. She had to kind of crawl out of the ring. So after it was done, you had Baker, you know, brutalized on the outside and uh, Rebel, you know, still being checked on by the medical people. Even though Baker and uh, Rebel won, it did not uh, end well for the duo at the end of this match because uh, Nala was left looking strong. I just don't understand why this happened if there wasn't a debut. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, why, why was Vicky Guerrero in the ring? Why? Uh, I, <laughs> it, it felt, I don't know, it felt like they were going for a bit of comedy in this. And I, I just, I don't think it was no. needed. For, um, I, I like, look, I say this so many times. Vicky Guerrero is brilliant. Like, you know, everything yeah. Vicky Guerrero is amazing. Just the character that she plays. The the voice that oh god no, and she can't wrestle like yeah. it's like me going she, into the ring like it's not gonna work. And she didn't do terrible for what no she can she didn't do, do I guess anything but, really. But but I didn't want to see it. I guess no. I don't think hardly anybody did. So it's not you know, and also knock on like, her ability. It's just a knock on whoever decided to put her there. And also, like, what I said to you before we started recording was, why did they put a heel champion through a table and sort of faced her? Yes, why? because that that was a good point you made, because that is something you do to a baby face yeah. to get heat on that heel. Yeah. And Baker was not treated as a baby face in this. One, yeah. she, she, one she put the lockjaw on Vicky Guerrero, which is going to get a cheer from the crowd because, yeah, yeah that's, okay, you know, that's we, we would like to see Vicky tap out. That happened. Uh, so that was a baby face move. But you're right. Having Nala put her through a table is something you do to a baby face to, to get sympathy uh, for that baby face. And why would why are we being are they wanting us to feel sympathy for Britt Baker? Look, I because guess she's like a popular champion. And I get as a heel, she isn't received as a heel. Um, by the crowd, but but even that you cannot turn her face. She's done so much work to get this heel persona over because her being a face didn't work. We know that, 
And maybe yeah. down the line, it might work again. But just let her have the run as a heel champion. Yeah. And I just hope that when all the Japanese women come back, we're back on the road, this is all going to pick up. A title reign will be amazing. But let's just never see something like this again, please. Thank you. My only hope is that they don't, even after her taking the babyface bump through the table, is that they don't treat her like a babyface now. They mm. they can let it be heel-heel and let her keep doing yeah. the, the same heel promos and demeanor that she had even after taking that bump. So, I, 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 so yeah, even though it was a babyface type move to have, to have her take that bump, still hoping they don't. You know, they're, they're big on tweeners, having people, you know, not necessarily be face or heel. So I still would like to see her play the same character she's been playing. I think they can still do that. It's not like Yeah, they have to I don't her. even want it to be a, a sweet tweener. I just yeah. want it to be heel. Don't uh, so, it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess it up. Don't mess um, it up. Uh, I don't know how you can mess Baker up, man. She's she's brilliant. So let's, let's just get this thing back on track. Um, well, they've messed Lance Archer up. They've messed Mira up to begin with. I think they get they they got Miro right. Miro's back. He's amazing. Uh, yes, uh, but you know they, he's he's here. He, he is God's favorite champion now. So they got him there. I think. Not sure what's happening with Lance just he's yet. That but I have I have confidence that he is going to find something in that warehouse. Is going to you know he's going to he's going to light the world up. And I have confidence that Baker is going to be right back on track. She's going to have an awesome match with Nala Rose and uh, move on to something more palatable for us. Mm. That's what I have confidence. confidence. All right. That's the process. You know who else has confidence? Um, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz. They are very confident. Oh, my God. I yes. legit love this. Because <laughs> it was announced that. Hager, Santana, and Ortiz are going to face Wardlow and FTR next week at the Road Rager in Miami. And Hager, Hager bets that the inner circle is tired of seeing them. And he was also really fired up that the Pinnacle put their hands on Dean Malenko. Santana also got fired up, letting FTR know that since they'll have Tully in their corner, who's going to be in Proud and Powerful's corner? Conan! Conan! Conan, yes. Conan. Are you fired up for this match? Can I just say, Jake yes. Hager punched a wall yeah, and did. didn't bat an eyelid. Nope. nope. <laughs> Which, you know, that guy's tough. Um, Hager is also crazy. Like, generally crazy. Um, he looks crazy. Anything with Santana and Ortiz, just sign me up. Just You don't even have to mm-hmm. sell it to me. Just tell me it's mm-hmm. happening. And I'm happy. I am so ready to see them wrestle a match. I know they've done um, Blood and Guts, and I know that they did Stadium Stampede, but they've not done a match match. Tag. Yes, just a tag match for them. I also love the fact that this is like a teaser for them VFTR as well at some point. Yes. Um, I'm just so excited. Because I'm assuming this is this has got to lead to FTR and Proud and Powerful feuding over a shot at the Young Bucks is what it's going to really boil down to. 
because they're both yeah. in the top five. Uh, I would assume they're slowly going to start moving their way up, which means they're going to have to start getting some tag wins. So we're going to have to start seeing Santana Ortiz wrestle as a team. Uh, I know they've, they've wrestled some on, on dark uh, or an elevation, I believe recently. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but I believe they have, uh, but we're going to, I want to see them as a tag team on dynamite and FTR wrestle as a tag team on dynamite also, and just start building those wins up until they finally clash because that's coming. That's coming. It's inevitable. And I would well, love to see in, that that clash before a shot at the tag titles. Well, in the rankings as of um, yesterday, mm-hmm. in the tag team rankings, Varsity Blondes are fifteen to four. The acclaimed yep. are thirteen to three. FTR five to zero. Private Party are six to one, and Santana and Ortiz are five to two. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Right. Did you hear MGF's little speech before the match started? No, I did not. Um, like MJF said, like I think during your commercial break, it was on fight that yeah. like, he was like calling the fans and everything, and then he was just like, like something along the lines of like, "I'm good, the pandemic's over." I can't remember the exact words, but it's something <laughs> like, "I'm sad the pandemic's over," or something like that. It's like I, because I the, had, yeah, <laughs> because the fans are back. Yeah. That's- yeah, yeah, and it's it's only MJF can get away with saying he's a fan of the pandemic, and that's basically yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, he enjoys the pandemic or has enjoyed it. It's that's just uh, MJF being MJF, man. That's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, the main event, highly anticipated. MJF. I don't even versus... think you can actually run through this all over because oh, otherwise I can't forever. I can't. I can't. I'm gonna have to go straight to the finish. Um, yep. There's no way. So. MJF versus Sammy Guevara. You know, this is a clash that has been building for a while. You know, the leader of of the pinnacle versus the hero, I would say, of yeah. the inner circle. But yeah, this mm-hmm. I mean, this is a ton of stuff happening in this match. Yeah, it, it is it's hard to go move for move. I mean, because at the beginning of it, they were just one up one there was one upsmanship. They were countering everything. Just some insane stuff, but it all led to to the setup for the ending was Wardlow came out. So Wardlow attacked Jericho at the announce table and brought him out onto that stage that set up behind the ring that we talked about earlier. And he started yelling at the ref to, to distract him. Then he hurled Jericho off of the stage onto the floor. While the ref was turned, Sean Spears was at ringside with the chair, and he smoked Sammy in the head with the steel chair, which allowed MJF to get the cover for the victory. And Sean Spears, they showed his face at ringside after he used that chair. He looked like he was just breathing in the moment. Just he looked psycho. Sean psycho Spears, huh? Sean Spears. Yes, got a little you, bit. I I thought about you when I saw that face because I said she's like popping for that. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it so, weird? I like but, all the twisted stuff. <laughs> It's really not now. I've got no. used to it. It might be weird to somebody else out there, but for me, it's just another another day at the office. But yeah. but I tell you, this yeah, it's whatever now. But it's just Sarah being Sarah. Yeah. Um, but this match was to where you know, I and mean, I'm gonna let you give your thoughts on it here in just a second. But last week we had Jungle Boy versus Omega, and that felt like a mat wrestling yeah. kind of clinic. I mean, it was more mat based. It was smooth. This was all about the spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many spots. Some you could tell they were building to. Some happened pretty fluidly. Um, 
But when those spots happen, wow. I mean, they were gravity defying sometimes some of the stuff, especially that Sammy Guevara did. Um, and several times where I was really, really worried about Sammy's health in this yeah. match. Super concerned, especially with his neck after that pile driver off the top rope. Yeah. I was really I was really concerned about his neck. So anyways, what are your what are your thoughts on this thing? Oh my goodness. Like I expected a lot from this match, like I will be mm-hmm. honest. Um and they literally like I think they over like like did themselves like oh my goodness this was insane like this is like the first time they've met one on one and yes I think this is like gonna go down as one of the matches as just like like in years and years to come in like twenty years time it'll be like like you know top ten AW matches you have to see. And this is going to be in there because, oh my goodness, like, they were just, they didn't stop. They, like, were one up in each other for, like, 15 minutes, it seemed like. That opening, just kept going and going and going. And Mm -hmm. it was just, like, Sammy doing his little spin and then, you know, (laughs) like, Sammy flipping back and then MJF, like, going, I can do that too. And, like, I was just, like... I have never, like, I will give credit where credit is due because that is what the person I am. But I have never seen MJF wrestle like, this well. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's... I was just... Okay, we've said so many times, like, he constantly, like, boasts about himself and all this, like, the best ever and all this type of thing, like, better than you and all that. And, like, mm-hmm. from what we've seen previously, it's like, mm, are you, though? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, he 100% yeah. can have that now because this and the Moxley match are two that stick in my mind of where I've just gone, like, why? Why yeah. doesn't he do this, like, all the time? And obviously, he doesn't do this all the time because when he does it, he, you need this reaction. You need uh-huh. this, oh my God, I can't believe he can do that. But he is, like, really, really good. Like, really, he, really good. And he's grown over the past two years you know, or so that we've watched him. From the first yeah. match I saw of MJF, you can definitely see the progression. Um, mm-hmm. and, and with this, like, you, we see Sammy and MJF, and you talked about how this is a match we'll go back to. Watch and go, how great of a match was that? It's also, I feel like, the beginning of this lifetime feud. It's going to happen between Sammy and MJF. Like we talk about Moxley and Kenny Omega, you feel like mm. there's always going to be that Moxley Kenny Omega feud for the duration of their careers in AEW that you'll always yeah. come back to. There'll be another match, something else. I feel like this thing with MJF and Sammy, it ended right now at, at Dynamite, but we're going to be seeing them clash for the next several years for their careers in AEW. Definitely yeah. not over with. And those matches are just going to keep getting better because I don't think we've even hit peak Sammy or peak MJF no. yet. So just imagine. No. You know, I talked about how you you felt those spots building up. I think mm-hmm. as good as they get, the next time they face, the spots are going to be so fluid that you're not going to see them coming. They're just going to happen. Like it's going to get I, natural. The more yeah. they the more they work together, it's, it's going to be not as rigid. But not that it was bad. But it's just going to be like where the spots just – 
I didn't see that coming. Boom. You know, yeah. instead of seeing it, seeing it set up, because sometimes mm-hmm. you can see them get set up. It's just yeah. the more they work together, the better it's going to get. And you just know that this isn't the last time that we've seen them two together. And also no, the no. thing is with this as well, which like you said, like they're going to get better and better. They've set the bar so high already for yeah. what they can do. Like mm-hmm. it's when Stadium Stampede once first happened, they set the bar so high. Mm-hmm. It's like the Blood and Guts match. They set that bar so high. Like, yeah, this is crazy. What next? Like, what next? What, what can they do next? And also, can we just like take a moment for the fact that they both like flew out of the ring into the crowd? Like, yes. Like they both just basically grew wings and then dropped the wings because they just fell. Like every time I see bits where people land, wrestlers land in the crowd, I always say to myself out loud as well, this is why I'll never get front row seats. <laughs> it's like last week with Jungle Boy, that's why I'll never get front row seats. The people are nothing with, with, with Darby Allen. I'll never get front row seats because I just. I can't. I don't want a the pressure of having to like try and cushion somebody's blow onto like concrete. I'm more than likely you're, like break you're not my cushioning wrist anybody. and my arm. No, there's nothing of me to cushion. Um, and also, I'll just I'll I'll end up in an ambulance. Yeah. I may find Shaq, but I'll end up in an ambulance. <laughs> You're in, in that magical ambulance that she's in. That magical accident and go, and end up going, Shut, where the hell are we? I've been Shut. here for ages. <laughs> just shooting for, I'm just here shooting free throws. I can't get out. And I'm like, why am I in America? I'm meant to be in the UK. Never even um, played basketball. I know. Um, so, yeah, so I don't, I can't be in the front. Um, no, okay, so yeah. I, Keep you out of the front row. Like, Got you. Kudos to the guys that like just all of a sudden had MJF and Sammy Guevara at their feet. And I actually <laughs> yeah. saw one guy help MJF up. Now, yeah. that's a wrestling fan. I hate you, but you're a really good performer, so let me help you up. Anybody who helps MJF must be a saint. Yeah. <laughs> just, just saying. Oh, you're a really good goodness. guy. I hope somebody so good. Up. So, so uh, good. Man, there is so many like my God, the double springboard cutter by Sammy in this. Just oh the balance. You know, again, we always compare balancing rope moves to what Phoenix does. Mm. Sammy, don't sell Sammy short. The, the springboard no. moves are becoming his staple. I mean, mm-hmm. the springboard destroyer. Oh, <laughs> JF, like what? But honestly, though, did you? I talked about the injury, like his neck. Did you were, were you sold that something was really wrong with his neck? Or, I feel like I, I feel like I just got worked this whole show. You see, <laughs> I got I, I was got worried worked. about Eddie's ribs, and I was really worried about Sammy's neck. I got worked with MJF's knee. That too, because he was still selling it big time after the match. Yeah, but what I always think is, like, I will, like, I will. Like 100% get worked, but then I'm like, if the ref is like genuinely like checking in and just like continues yeah. things, I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, 
because the doctors didn't come get involved or anything. But but then again, when you say that, they also didn't do it with Ricky Starks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's where my mind goes. Look, I know. It, it, and I guess what, what bothered me after the the avalanche pile driver, which it looked like it, he landed okay. It didn't look mm. like a rough landing or anything. But after that, everything really slowed down and like MJF kind of sort of tried to pick him up and then put Sammy back down and the ref kept like there was it, everything really slowed down and it made me think, what if he got a stinger or something? Something I happened. Also, it wasn't I like I also think though, I also think though they were probably absolutely exhausted. <laughs> could, yeah, could like, exactly been going for so long at but, such a high speed. True, true. It, it it might have been the timing of everything. I was concerned though. I was really worried about Sammy. But anyway, like, so good, 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 like, good that he was okay. Good that he was okay. Like Apparently. I think we would have heard something if there was something yeah. going on. And also, don't worry, Sammy's vlogs out on Tuesday. We can check in on it. We can find out if it's from the hospital. We'll know. Right. But I just I feel like I totally got worked with these injuries because that, oh, hundred percent. But the thing is, though, that's twice on this show they had me. Yeah. The thing is, though, is they're doing their job. Like, exactly. if you're getting work like that bad, yeah. like I was 100% convinced, like MGF's knee is now non-existent. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, he's so going to be Chris Statlander out forever. And we watch I a just, lot of wrestling, so if it's if it's working know. us. Yeah. But I'll tell you, after this match, I was so invested in the story and the match. And I was not prepared for that no. farewell video to Jacksonville. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. No. Um, was not ready for that. So, such a beautiful video package to for the fans that were there and for all the fans that have that have showed up at Jacksonville. And just I mean, for us, I mean, mm. who've 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 watched this throughout the pandemic and for to, to honor what the what. AEW has done during the pandemic because they've entertained us throughout this this whole period with wrestling mm-hmm. every Wednesday, sometimes Friday, sometimes Saturday, but still every week. You know, we had yeah. two hours of, of dynamite every week, and it's 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 such a, a, a an awesome way to cap it off with that video. Uh, very yeah. emotional, especially when we see uh, especially the clips of Brody. I mean, that was. Uh, oh. Yeah, or not to get emotional watching that. So Yeah, and also, like, speaking from, like, I know I'm not the only one, but, like, when, like, obviously I was shielding for, like, a year and a bit, it was, was really mm-hmm. not fun. Sometimes the only thing I had to actually pull me through the week was anything AEW-related. So I knew yeah. BT was on Monday. Sammy's vlog was on Tuesday. And then... Yeah. I had a break and then Thursday I'd watch wrestling and then it would just start over again. And that is literally how like I dragged myself through because my husband was working away. I couldn't see my family or my friends. It was just me and the dog in the house. And that is literally one, the only way I could tell what day of the week it was. And also the only reason why, you know, on Thursday mornings, I even bothered to like get out of bed sometimes because I had nothing else going on. Um, So, You know, mega, ma- major thanks to AW for like literally, you know, dragging my butt through a pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just so. And also, when you look at all the debuts that happened, like with no crowd, it's just, 
it's crazy to think like how much story like look at it this way john mox's entire reign was there mm-hmm. in a no crowd era Most, yeah. like yeah <sighs> yep. it's just crazy of what every like, and then like the first shot of when daily's place was empty it I just know. felt so eerie jarring yeah it, you, I don't even oh. remember it like that. It was just so like, oh. I don't know. It just took me straight back to that where I was like, what Cody's speech and Kenny Omega coming out and like, yeah. what is happening? I remember that first show because cause I, I'm sure a lot of people thought the same way. I'm like, what are they going to do? Because this is not something we've ever dealt with. No. So I'm like, are they going to be able to keep this going? Or are they going to like, announce hey guys we're gonna have to shut it down for a little I, I, you know i wasn't yeah so when you i just vividly remembered that darkness when they were just talking in the ring and then when the fireworks went off i went okay all right game on you know it yeah. was sort of an inspirational moment when that happened sad but all right we're gonna keep it going and it was it was it was great but yeah yeah that was an eerie feeling though because it's been a while since we've seen that so just to see that darkness was mm. uh, but yeah this whole video was filled with goosebump moments mm. uh, because how many awesome awesome moments for AEW that happened over you know 400 and something days I think they mm. were at Daly's yeah. place that's just I mean just, that's amazing stuff that they were still able to pump out week after week and like you said carried you through a pandemic helped carry you through a pandemic yeah and that, it meant so much to a lot of people um meant so much to for that escape for so many people during this period. It was um, valuable uh, in so mm-hmm. many ways to a lot of people. So, But we are going to get back on the road starting next Wednesday. Uh, yeah. And again, thank God we're back on Wednesdays. Yes! <laughs> yes! Um, so here's the lineup for next week. Uh, so far announced we have Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall in a South Beach strap match. Uh, we have the Young Bucks defending the AEW Tag Team titles against Eddie Kingston and Penta. We have Andrade making his in-ring debut for AEW against Matt something. Uh, sorry, Matt Sidell. We have a clash between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle when Jake Hager Santana and Ortiz take on Wardlow and FTR. Orange Cassidy is going to be teaming with Chris Statlander to take on the Blade and the Bunny in a mixed tag match. It's interesting. I like that. And we're going to have uh, Jericho and MGF in a face-to-face in-ring confrontation, I guess that's going to be. Could be backstage. Who knows? I'm sure it'll be in-ring. It's in front of fans. So MJF and Jericho will be face-to-face. And we'll find out, assuming we'll find out what the stipulations or what hoops Jericho is going to have to jump through to get this match with MJF. Awesome lineup for Miami, for that crowd, uh, for the, what do they call it, the Road Rager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice, nice, nice lineup for the Road Rager to uh, get back on the road. And then after that, we're off to Texas, I believe, for Fighter Fest nights one and two. Some uh, eventful dynamites on the horizon for AEW and for us. Yep. I know you're going to be on vacation next week, correct? I am leaving Friday when this goes out. Yeah, yeah so by the time you hear this, Sarah will be on the road, going on 
vacation. Enjoy your vacation, ma'am. I'm Enjoy only going it. somewhere in the UK. It's not exact. We can't leave the UK, but I'm just ready for a break. <laughs> not been That's anywhere a- in over like two years nearly, so I'm so excited. <laughs> it's okay. I'm taking mine at the end of July, and I'm not leaving the United States if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah, but your country's a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> I only have it is, to but drive a- I have to drive a few hours on the opposite side. So. Yeah. I'm still. I'm. We're we're going. Uh, we're going to Florida, so it's. It's only it's about a six hour drive from here, so it's really not that far either. You enjoy your vacation. Don't worry about I a shall. thing. Uh, so shall. yes, uh, so that dynamite review next week will be at least a day late, um, but we will get it out. And uh, also, but look forward to um, be looking for a topic discussion. We'll have yes. up next week. We will still get that out to you, but more than likely there will not be a Q and A. So no, put those questions. Put those questions on a pause, and we will get back to them the following week. Still, though, keep a lookout for all of our stuff each week, our Dynamite reviews, our previews of pay-per-views, our reviews of pay-per-views, our Q&As, our topic discussions, and our Rampage reviews, which will be starting after the August 13th debut of Rampage. Still can't believe it's on Friday the 13th. No, that's Twilight Zone music. I don't know. That's the wrong one. Yeah, is that it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> oh, so, but also don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow this guy at LetTheBeardPlay. You can follow that girl at Strange underscore Pixie. We hope you've enjoyed it. I hope everybody enjoyed the WWE Dynamite review. Uh, I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to make it through this without it being mentioned. Oh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back next week. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all have a good one out there. Be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. Bye.